Coming up on today's episode, I'm taking you all on a little journey and tour of my development, once again, up until this point. We'll start right before the lockdown, investigating the trends and habits that I've observed, and especially my tendency to be the lone wolf. We'll then take a look at the barriers I've came across and the wisdom I've gained since the last episode. And finally, we'll wrap by uh, talking about what actions I've taken, why I've done those actions, and what I'll be doing moving forward. All up next on The Mind Here. What is up, everyone? It's the guy here, and welcome back to another episode of The Mind Here, the bi-weekly podcast where I talk about new knowledge I've learned, projects I'm working on, and current events. Topics may be random, but I hope that with each episode, you can come away with a fresh perspective on the universe. Welcome to all of you who are here for the first time. If you like my content and want to see more, please consider subscribing. All right, to start off, we're going right into the habits and trends that I've noticed before the pandemic. So before the pandemic, I noticed that, uh, well, okay, so backing up a little bit, um, the reason why I'm going through all this uh, is I'm sort of structuring this episode a little differently. It's going to be a bit of a long one, but it'll talk about the development and build up to uh, the lessons I've learned since last episode. Um, but to give some context for those of you who might not have been following or who might have forgotten all the past episodes that have gone through, uh, give a little bit of a background for what kind of person I was uh, before the lockdown and what sort of happened, I think, during the lockdown and what's happening now. Right. So before the lockdown, the person that I was that I think uh, the tendencies that I had were that I like to do things uh, sort of by myself, um, even though I was part of many groups, uh, cross country, uh, Boy Scouts, and various clubs in high school, uh, I tended to be kind of the lone person. I took some leadership positions, but often uh, I took on a lot of the work myself and uh, sort of rarely reached out for other people to help or collaborate. And it wasn't that I was trying to be uh, super controlling of everything. Um, if anything, I might have been more laissez-faire, but uh, I tended to do things myself without the uh, constant input of others in it. And that can be a good thing, but it, as I'll explain later, um, that's something that uh, I'm working on changing. Uh, so that's the sort of person I was where, um, I often started or led clubs by myself with plans that I've made and other people usually helped out in the plans that I've laid out, or, uh, I would have a sort of schedule and other people would assist in that. So it was often that I would, I was the sort of person that was taking the lead and making decisions. And often that was okay, especially in, I guess, high school clubs and events or um, younger where, you know, some people are just more willing to be the ones that are helping with a structure already in place than creating the new structure. Um, I tended to be the one that liked to uh, sort of have the reins and uh, the control on sort of how the development came into place. Uh, but as the pandemic progressed, uh, I started off the the lockdown period, uh, the isolation period where I didn't really uh, talk with other people or I did talk, but it wasn't like face to face. And uh, that was face to face contact is contact face to face uh, interactions are uh, 
there's a lot more fidelity in, or uh, stop using big terms, fidelity, um, a lot more information you can convey across and uh, it's, it's more natural. And there, there was often more chances to do so, whereas virtually you had to set out time and there was a higher entry barrier to um, conversing and interacting with other people. Uh, so the beginning of the isolation period uh, started off with um, started off with uh, closing because everything was closed down. I was feeling right comfortable where I am. Uh, control over my own schedule. Started doing a lot of um, looking for uh, courses that I could take online to uh, supplement the pretty much non-existent high school courses that I was now taking, um, and seeing what projects I can do. All of that stuff. Um, beginning of 2020 was, I'd say, a good developmental period, and I felt pretty strong with what I had going. Um, as I progressed, uh, it got to me where habits just started slipping a little bit, and before long, it kind of snowballed where um, I was feeling less and less motivated to do things during the day, more distractions came in, more entertainment. Um, there was also the sense of just the dullness of daily life that was very similar in every respect and the lack of communication with the outside world uh, sort of closed in and made the, uh, the scope and the horizon that I was seeing every day very small. And that got to me in some ways. Um, so that wasn't something that was great. And as it turns out, being the lone wolf that I always was, the habit of doing things myself um, wasn't helping there. Now, why do I think that I've sort of become that lone wolf, that tendency to you know do things myself rather than, um, I don't know, having a whole bunch of other people um, being involved is... I think it goes back to my higher standards that I have for myself and what I want to produce, right? Um, historically, with the team projects that I've been on, and I'm sure a lot of you have had similar experiences with some team projects in, I guess, grade school, um, there was a tendency of a lot of people to freeload off of other teammates that were more willing to do work than ones that really wanted to do well on the project because it was a team uh, a team event or a team project, chances are you're being graded the same and every team member was getting pretty much the same score. So if you did nothing and other people did all the work, you still get a good score, a good grade. So obviously the most efficient choice you wanted to make if you were only concerned with grades. Uh, but because I was more concerned with what I was actually learning and of course the quality of work I put out, I had a, high, a higher standard for the workmanship that was put in. And so often I would be the ones that, I would be the one that would uh, take a look at, take over sort of the uh, development and the structure of what was going on. Um, and often I didn't have enough trust in other people because when I did, then things wouldn't turn out well and it would pretty much fall apart. And then I would be the one that have to step in and make emergency adjustments. Uh, so that might've been the development of a lack of trust in other people to be able to handle things the way that I would want it to turn out. Um, so that might've contributed to my tendency to be the lone wolf because I didn't trust other people to be able to get the results that I would have wanted. 
that combined maybe with the literature that I read at the time in middle school. I was a big fan of The Ranger's Apprentice, and of course, um, there were quite a few elements of being the Lone Ranger uh, there doing all the incredible stuff that was written in the book. Now, of course, there was a good amount of teamwork in there um, as well, but there there was sort of that uh, sort of putting the the individual on the pedestal there and uh, that could have affected me but either way uh, that's sort of some that's some of the background of the lone wolf nature in me that i've had Um, so why won't this work going forward Um, well as i've learned uh, being the only person working on uh, a project or even working on myself uh, without the input of the outside world it can i can quickly get uh, off ground, off ground, opposite of grounded, uh, whatever that word is, it's slipping my mind, but I often can get off track. There we go. So I might uh, be, you know, start off with good intentions and be working diligently, but if there's no um, outside people to hold accountable to, pretty soon I'd fall entrapment into some of my own excuses that I make up. Um, and with the nature of momentum, as that momentum starts to slow down and slowing down and I stop uh, getting motivation to do work, I'll see that there are less and less results, feeling less motivated to do so, and that spiral out of control. So the outside accountability is one of something that's pretty important, but also the fact that there are other people there that would help me, um, that's a good motivating force. And that's not something that I've experienced during this isolation period or the lockdown period. Uh, so going forward, especially with more complex projects too, I can't be, I can't realistically be the one that uh, knows intimately every detail. Um, there needs to be some sort of specialization, delegation, and uh, distribution of work and knowledge there. Um, I can't be the only one doing a project, especially some of the more complex ones or more ambitious ones that I might think up of. Um, so that's why I can't be going forward with that uh, lone wolf attitude. Uh, so what would I do about it? What are some things that I think I can go forward with? Uh, well, one of the things that I've begun to do and I've sort of been doing, but, uh, has been put a bit on hold during the lockdown period. And now I'm trying to bring back up is, um, sharing and connecting with other people and seeking for, um, seeking advice with other people, getting involved in various different communities. Um, the important part is that I I gain sort of a sense of uh, connectiveness and being a sense of that I'm part of a group. Um, that way it feels like there's a distribution of contribution and um, there's that nice feeling as like of usness, if that's a word. Um, so that's something that I'm doing where um, connecting out to various groups that I haven't had before maybe um, or reconnecting to old ones that have uh, the connections have sort of become stale. All of that's uh, something that I'm trying to do to make myself less of just this solo person uh, moving through life, but one person out of many and um, creating some sort of uh, beautiful world together with a whole bunch of other people um, chasing a collective dream, perhaps. 
So that's the sort of steps that I've taken for not being the lone wolf that I've historically have been. So that's something that I've noticed and that um, it's something I noticed and as, uh, as I've tried to pull myself back into the more uh, fulfilling life that I've had uh, before the tail end of this lockdown period. So as I've noticed, I realized that just noticing and pointing out the lone wolf nature isn't really enough. Of course, I've reached out to different groups and now I've got some connections back. Great. But I'm still not doing the work that I wanted. My work ethics aren't uh, where I want them to be. Um, there's something that was still going on. Um, and I noticed that uh, it was most for the most part, it was because that I've been constantly distracted. And I searched for what sorts of distractions, as it turned out, uh, the most distracting thing that I had um, up until like maybe the past few weeks. Um, so from since uh, several months ago up until now were uh, the mobile games that I had. Um, as most of you are pretty familiar with, uh, mo mobile games have become quite popular. And I think there's probably a reason to that where it's convenient and easy. Your phone is right there versus, you know, uh, booting up your workstation or bringing out a laptop. Your phone is pretty easy to reach to and um, you can quickly get into it. Um, most of them are sort of tailored with the, um, the previous experiences of uh, game design to make it super engaging, which is very fun. But the issue here is that because they're so convenient, you're never just going to fill in your free time. Your, your free time is going to extend to um, the amount of time that you want to play into the game. So it's not just filling in free time, it's going to have a parasitic relationship with your uh, time and your schedule that you have, that you wanted. Um, and of course, because they are so successful, I classify this as a very good distraction because when you're distracted, you're not even noticing that you're being distracted. Sometimes certain distractions, I have that lingering feeling of, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing other things, but I don't feel like it right now. No, no. Uh, with mobile games, it's often where you're, you've already pre-justified it where, okay, I'm just taking a little bit of the free time that I've had. Maybe I'm going a quick trip, quick trip to the bathroom, a lunch break. I'm going to um, you know, bring out some, a few of the games that I've had just to check on the progress. Pretty soon you dumped in another two hours into it. Um, and your schedules quickly get, uh, thrown into disarray. So they're a pretty powerful distraction. So if I've learned anything from the, uh, trip back into mobile games for a few weeks, a few months, is that, um, the convenience of your tools matter a lot. Um, when something is super convenient, you have to guard that convenience with what you want to be available when it's convenient. You have control of what you have on your phone. Um, if, for me, I can be more of a compulsive person with uh, the inspiration and projects that I take on. So when I have these, uh, these uh, distractions on my phone and they're readily available, then of course I'll be readily distracted. But if I want to have, uh, say, my schedule on there, sort of my productivity, uh, important contacts on there, then of course, when I need them, uh, they'll be readily available. And that's something that I want. So uh, 
being able to structure your environment for um, to optimize for what you want here, um, taking in mind the convenience is something that's pretty important. So that's why uh, that's why uh, I've deleted most of all of the active mobile games that I've had. The few that I, others that I have are maybe like Sudoku, but those are on the wayside. And uh, one thing I do with my phone, um, it's a it's an iPhone. 11. What I do is um, I remove everything off the home screen that I don't need, um, and most of the, most things are put into these app folders, where um, you know I have to do extra steps to go through and uh, search for them. Most of mostly because I don't use them that often, and the very few that I need, say like authenticator apps, schedules, cal calculators, uh, stuff like that, are on the one screen that I have. So there's no scrolling through different screens. Um, that way it's optimized for what I want it to be used for. So a few lessons there with uh, the convenience factors and mobile distractions that uh, I've come to love and hate at the same time. So uh, lessons there from the uh, failures that I've had. Uh, so I took away some of the mobile distractions there, but it's not like I was still, it's not like my work ethics had necessarily improved. It just meant that I didn't have the distractions that I normally had, the good distractions where I didn't even realize I was being distracted until it was pretty much too late. Um, so at this point, it was just a lack of motivation that I was feeling, and it was feeling, there was a lot of pressure that I felt. It was kind of negative, but at least I knew that it was there instead of being blissfully blind to it. Um, so what was going on here. Um, and this is where I stumbled across through my distraction loops through YouTube, um, a video by Matt Diavella. If you don't know who he is, he's, um, I guess you could say productivity uh, YouTuber, not really. Um, also sort of lifestyle um, minimalism um, YouTuber. He talks a lot about, um, he, he has a lot of insightful videos, uh, so I do recommend you check him out. But the specific video that I stumbled across was about, um, what was it, self-improvement and how um, too much focus on that can make you essentially become uh, a narcissist. And uh, his point was that if you focus too much on yourself and take the words of uh, personal development uh, coaches and gurus out there um, too much to the word and, you know, going too far into a spectrum, then um, it's pretty detrimental where you become too self-centered and then you don't become uh, the person that you wanted to in the first place that you um, might have began your self-development journey with. Um, and something that I've realized that I've fallen into is the um, the trap that where I, I'm thinking, okay, I need to focus on myself so that I can become a better person. Uh, but oftentimes focusing your, on yourself is not enough. And especially for me, I find that when I have some sort of external deadline or external pressure, um, some accountability towards others, I'm more reliably get, I more reliably get work done and I more reliably hold up to the standards that I put out. With myself, um, I, I have a higher chance of letting things slip. So um, the dedication towards others is something that uh, is pretty important there. Um, 
So uh, I've done some sort of refactoring with the thoughts and ideas that I've taken, the perspectives that I had, rather than doing things for myself so that I am healthy, so that I um, can walk through the day and feel um, sort of self-satisfied. Uh, instead, I've tried to take on a different view where I'm doing these things for others. What is my purpose? Purpose is to help improve the lives of others. Okay. Um, and um, why am I maybe making YouTube videos? Um, I've stated in the past that part of it is um, to express myself in a media and to practice my speaking abilities. Fair. But I also needed that other point where I wanted to help others who were maybe, um, you know, had a similar journey or were are at similar places and maybe we can help each other out or give some ideas for other people, give some inspiration to other people. Uh, so uh, there's a balancing element where on one hand you do need some um, personal benefits to make it all sort of worth your time doing because in the event that um, you helping others um, in an endeavor fails, you still have that uh, personal benefit from something, from a project, say. So if you're doing a project to uh, develop an app that makes scheduling easier, for example, um, even if no one else takes, uh, takes it and it doesn't take off like you wanted, at least you have something that you can use, right? So it's the, the minimal benefit of, of something that you're doing. Uh, but having the element of helping others is important as well. If you do things just for yourself, then it, it feels, at least for me, it feels kind of, uh, it's not holistic where you're not helping. Um, I feel best when I'm helping other people. So if there's that, not that element in there, then um, it just feels wrong to be doing. So having that element in there and uh, putting more focus on that, I think I've deviated from that too much. So... Um, putting more focus into how I'm helping others and how I can impact others um, if I stay to my goals is uh, something that I've been working on and through this video um, I've been working to um, improve myself on so if you're interested I'll link that in I'll put it in the description of the YouTube video as well as in the card somewhere while I was talking about this um, if you're interested uh, I'd highly recommend you checking it out and also Matt Diavella himself Right, so at this point, I've gotten a good direction of where I want to go. I've also you know, laid out some paths and some tools that I can do. So here's some of the actions that I've taken throughout the, the past two weeks up until this episode. Um, I've started off by taking cold showers. Um, sounds kind of like the cliche self-improvement where like there's, um, they always recommend like taking that cold shower and stuff. I'm not taking showers, um, I'm not taking a cold shower in the sense that it remains cold. Um, what I'm doing is as soon as I turn that water on, I'm jumping right into it. Um, that way I get the cold end of the shower and, I, um, and it's, it's still that shock factor where it's, um, as far as I've read, um, have some certain benefits with it, but also the fact that it sort of pushes you um, to overcome these barriers, right? When, if you've ever taken a cold shower, um, it's at the first time you're doing it, you sort of just stand there with the faucet and you're about to turn it on, but then you're thinking, okay, um, do I really want to do this? And you're walking through uh, what you want to do and how you go through it, like it's some sort of performance you have to do, but it does feel 
um, it, it, there is a certain barrier you have to overcome. But once you overcome it and you do that on a daily basis, um, it you start to become uh, comfortable with it. That you realize that there will be this shock and maybe uncomfort, uncomfortable, uh, maybe not necessarily pain. Maybe you'll think of it, think of it as pain first when you do it at the first time. But um, you'll have to overcome that shock um, and that high uh, barrier to performing and doing work. But once you keep doing that, um, a lot of things that you do in your uh, daily life will suddenly become uh, less of a barrier because if you're able to walk into the shower every day, turn on that faucet, get yourself that cold shower, at least that beginning part of it, then um, then you gain that mental ability to overcome those uh, barriers that would otherwise prevent you from doing um, the productive work that you want. So, and, and it gets you moving a little bit. It gets your heart racing because uh, you just had something that was really uncomfortable. Um, and, uh, you know, you've had to fight with yourself to get that faucet turned on. But once you've done it, you have now have that sense of accomplishment. Um, and that helps you uh, propel you forward, gives you momentum to keep doing things that would give you accomplishments. So cold showers, that's the first thing that I did. Pretty reliable and I would recommend you doing it. If, uh, if you're not comfortable with the uh, consistent coldness, uh, which can get to me sometimes, uh, then just do it where you jump in as soon as the water turns on. You get that cold um, head of the I guess the, the cold part of the shower, but also you start to slowly warm up and you get to take an actual enjoyable shower afterwards. Uh, so cold showers. Next, uh, focused on tailoring to myself, tailoring the environment for optimizing the person that I want to be. Um, and a, a few things that I did, uh, I talked about it in the last episode, but changing the schedule. Uh, I've better implemented that now where I've been waking up. Uh, I've had, I've been waking up a little earlier um, and I've woken up several times um, at around 5, 5.30 to get a good amount of work done before, uh, before I have to go to work to my internship and then come back at the end of the day and then going to sleep um, early at the end of the day so that I'm not wasting the waking hours. I push it all in the early morning so that there's more time to be productive and by the time I come back from work, I've realized that my energy levels are super low. So uh, I try to minimize that amount of time so that I can do more productive stuff early in the morning when my energy levels are high. Um, and what I've also been starting to do is in the mornings, I will listen to either a podcast episode by Rob Dial. He's a motivational speaker, a life coach. So that helps me get into the uh, productive mindset the, um, and get myself inspired or just, you know, <laughs> search up on YouTube inspirational videos and pick one that seems like it'll help me throughout the morning, throughout the day. Uh, those are some things that, you know, are little factors, but help make uh, the daily life a lot better and more suited towards the person that I want to become. Uh, so those are some important things there. And last but not least, I'm also trying to do some more active, putting some more active learning and active uh, preventative maintenance into my schedules um, and into my daily habits where I'm at the end of the day, uh, I used to have uh, this reflection and I still do. Um, at the end of the day, I do a reflection of what happened um, during the day, what accomplishments I've, um, I've done, 
what disappointments there were, the distractions I had, um, some improvements that I can make in the future. And those are meant to be so that I reflect on those and then take, take my life um, in the driver's seat of my life, um, per se, where I'm the one in control and I can see that certain things are going wrong so I can take the wheel and get myself back on track rather than letting things slide until it's too late, I hit a wall and then I have to um, spend all this energy building myself back. So uh, taking a bit more active role in my life and actively learning um, whenever I'm doing something, say like cooking or creating art, making music, um, after the creation or even during the creation, um, noting what worked and what doesn't um, and actively improving, iterating every step instead of falling into uh, a dull pattern. Um, active learning is something that will sort of compound the skills that I learn and help me improve in the future. So um, a bit more focus on that is something that I've been doing. So that sort of wraps up what I've been doing. Uh, moving forward, I've, I've said this last episode, but I'm working on my life operating system in Notion where I keep all my notes, my schedules, the projects, and how I'm keep, keeping track of everything. Um, working to improve that. At this point, I actually am pretty close to finishing. Um, I have two things left. One is making a dashboard for all the data and making some graphs so I can see the trends instead of, you know, scrolling through a massive database or a table. That's not a good visual for that. So that's one I'm working on. And then the final one, um, part of this is just bringing in all the different projects and um, the different projects and the different knowledge areas that I want to work on and improve right now. Uh, after that, my life operating system will be, uh, for now, complete, and maybe I'll do a video about it showing um, the how my system works and what one could do to get started with um, a sort of life operating system. So that's going on. That is priority number one. But um, alongside that, I'm working on that Villager Defense Minecraft plugin. Um, because one, uh, because there are people um, that depend on this plugin, and I'm actively working with one uh, a server group that's uh, using this plugin. Um, I'm dedicating time as well, alongside with fixing my life OS, to complete this plugin, at least the first production version of it. So those two will consume most of my time up until um, I get my life OS finished and get that uh, plugin going. Um, in the meantime, I want to uh, really start spending maybe 30 minutes to an hour a day on just improving on topics, uh, consolidating notes that I've had previously to refresh on certain topics that I want to um, keep in mind, maybe watching the backlog of videos that I've put in the save list that are informational or some of the articles that I've put in the backlog. Um, so spending time every day doing things that are you know on the maintenance category where I'm keeping things up to date, keeping my knowledge up to date. Um, and of course, um, you know, starting up new projects, thinking of ways to get myself more involved and feel that, um, get that feeling of achievement better. So that's what we're doing going forward. Uh, so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. That's gonna wrap up the journey of my development up until then. Uh, if you didn't mind my rambling, 
Hopefully you found something that was insightful or maybe sparked some inspiration in you. Either way, hopefully this was something that you enjoyed uh, listening to, even if maybe you're putting this on the background. Anyways, uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate all the support that you all have given me. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to leave them down in the comment section below. And if you found this episode to be uh, insightful or if you found this podcast to be helpful, um, consider sharing this with your friends and colleagues that you might benefit from this. Um, and of course, um, if, you, uh, if you found that this episode was insightful, then consider liking and sharing this with others. If you uh, feel like that I'm a person that other people might enjoy, consider subscribing. Anyways, take care, stay humble, and I'll see you all in the next episode.